90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, Kel, how are you? Sleep deprived more than last week. <laughs> yep, yep. I feel you. Yep. Uh, yep. I, I know why you're sleep deprived. Uh, and I guess you know why I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same old, same old every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam uh, couldn't be with us for this show. So you're missing the handsome face of our little Adam. Mm-hmm. But he is here in spirit. Yeah. In actual technical spirit. Yeah. Uh, and we will move on. At the time of recording this show, we have got exhilarating news and very sad news. Yep. Uh, so out of respect, uh, knowing also that we will get to some trivia tonight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got to a 90s rewind so that we can tap into uh, a section of our favorite decade. Uh, but at the time of this recording, we uh, heard news just a couple hours ago that we lost one of the greats. So I figured we should probably start there. Uh, And it's Tina Turner. By this time, everybody knows that Tina Turner has passed. uh, And I think it's safe to say there's a long list of things that people know about Tina Turner that uh, I don't think we're going to provide any news on. Um, But, you know, quite simply, the best. And sidebar, not just because uh, her signature tune says so, but uh, the side note would be that if you're writing or recording music, make sure you take into account the title of the songs that you're writing because they will be used against you (laughs) and for you forever. And in the case of uh, making a signature uh, tune like The Best, Tina Turner, you know, will be remembered quite simply as such. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. you say? Yeah. I I was, you know, it's funny. I shouldn't be shocked when we get these, you know, communiques that a great has passed, especially because... I think we're in a generation now where so many of our greats are hitting maybe uh, a time zone in their life where they could be going to the next level, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, I wasn't expecting it. I would forgot that she'd even had health struggles, to be honest, over the last few, just because she's done such a great job of staying off the map. Like she's literally like under the radar beyond Totally. And, and so I had forgot she even had, like, I'd literally forgot she had to have that transplant. Pretty um, incredible. Like, uh, yep. and getting to this point uh, of all her medical challenges, uh, the first bunch she actually documented in her uh, in her most recent book, which is kind of the equivalent of having Tina Turner sitting and telling you the stories. That's how easy the book was to read. Um, but what a champion, though. Like, it's not not easy stuff that uh that that she had to endure mm-hmm. and like you said to do it with such a level of uh class and privacy is is certainly something that she earned mm-hmm. after a, a life well lived no yeah. doubt about that 83 years old imagine that have you ever seen her live no and i'm sad that i did not but i know that one of her i, I believe it was one of janet's former dancers danced for her and said how amazing it was an experience to be a part of that so I'm sure it was a lesson in you better keep up because the reason why she left live performance from what I can remember, and I've seen her a couple of times and it's mind blowingly good. um, The reason why she left because she was starting to sort of feel the effects of, of age, you know, normal age. And this was many years ago now. um, But she knew that she couldn't deliver what her 100% was which we know is, uh, I think, Joe Normal or Joanne Normal's probably 200%, do you know? Mm-hmm. 
what she gave on the stage was all in, leave it all out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she knew she couldn't deliver that as uh, as she faced, you know, even physical challenges, not not the deeper health stuff that she got uh, that she suffered through uh, toward the end, which I fully respected because I thought, really, like you could just do the show as good as possible, and that would still be somebody else's, you know, two hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't want to deprive the fans. Mm-hmm. No, she's a, a legend, a rock star, an absolute like phenom and i think a lot of our not even i think i know (laughs) many of today's um you know current top tier artists like a mariah carey you know uh like a beyonce like a janet you know like a rihanna like they were influenced by her a million percent right so oh yeah um she is i think you know everybody calls certain people blueprints but she definitely would be a blueprint for sure for many people and without a doubt like we're yep. talking, we're going back to '60s. We're going back to the roots uh, of rock and roll, the implementation of the rhythm and blues elements, the fact that she came from the South, so there was, you know, a country and Western feel to it too. But it was all those elements that came into this evolution of a, not even a genre of music that's specific, but an approach to making music. She herself said she would take songs and make them rock and roll on stage. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like she defied the definition. Mm-hmm. You know, like as much as she <laughs> she lived and and worked in a, a section of uh, the industry where you know there's compartmentalization of the artist. You no, know, you're gonna have to do this because this is what people expect from you. She was never that, which is incredible mm-hmm. because. Like you said, the blueprint. This is this is how it can be done, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody I think has a personal story or experience with Tina. Like wh- whether you saw her live or just meant something to you. And for me, um, I would say one of my first conscious moments of music because I would have only been. I mean, obviously, I'm, I knew music probably when I was two, but like stuff that started to stick with me was like "What's Love Got to Do with It" because I was about seven at that point. Nice. And I just remember that song coming out, hearing it, and it meaning like, like it meant a lot to me. And I was seven, you know, yeah. and I thought she was so cool in the music video with the, the, you know, the jean jacket and her funky hair and like just sassing down the street, sassy business. And so, yeah, so she will forever be for me personally um, a gateway into music in a way. Well put. I think of uh, that album. Uh, that album and um, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. I mean, there were certainly, obviously, other albums that year. Mm-hmm. But those two dominated. And it was like, it, it wasn't even, yeah, you know what? It was the triumph of it. It was Tina Turner finally getting what she deserved as a solo artist because of all that she brought to the game leading up to that point and all that she had to endure and fight through and fight for Mm -hmm. to get to that stage i think that was incredible and amazing when you think of like pop music talking about genres and the need for them or whatever uh she was a woman of a certain age at that point too she wasn't young but she was killing it Mm -hmm. incredible yeah I just and I can't believe she's gone. I <laughs> just I'm like, why? Yeah. 
There's so many good ones that have gone recently. Again, I'm like, it's, and again, you know, at the end in December 2023, it's going to be like, well, that year sucked. Oh my gosh. What a long list it's going to be. Like, yeah, and I thought 2022 bit also because, you know, Leslie Jordan, like Bob Saget, like you just, you know, that's just two that I can think of off the top of my head, but there's like, you know, a million more. So, um, it's such a vivid life. She lived in such great color that, Mm. uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's true. And and I don't, I'm lucky that I got to see her, you know, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I feel fortunate that I got that. I felt it after seeing it. I felt like I was mm-hmm. in on some, you know, great secret of, oh, my goodness, does she have the, you know, the answers? I think she does. <laughs> um, but there are videos out there that can give you the experience. And if you're any level of fan, you'll know uh, what it is that you're there for and and you know that she's delivering without a doubt i've like one of the elements of her live show was that she would get onto like a crane almost a cherry picker kind of thing but fancier because it's tina turner yeah but she'd be out there not strapped in and just sort of over the crowd you know just on this thing and sort of above every everybody sort of putting herself into the space of the audience and like dangerous, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly, if maybe not dangerous, maybe like uh, Risky. Uh, just a bit scary, like a <laughs> roller coaster, you know. <laughs> but she owned it, man. And and I, I, and no offense to Elton John, but I think of the the comparison of of him going up a, a uh, like a an escalator at the end of his you know Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour. Mm-hmm. Kind of like she, I think, was her age. <laughs> or his age or similar to his age when he was bidding farewell and he was sort of holding on for dear life. <laughs> and by comparison, she was sailing into the crowd on a crane. <laughs> and again, no offense to Elton John. Yeah. There's, there is no comparison. They're both amazing, incredible uh, gifts to uh, to mm-hmm. our experience. Um, but, you know, if I can toot Tina's horn, I always will. And just before you move on, I haven't had a chance to read, but I'm only assuming, uh, and I, again, by the time this our recording gets out, this will, I'm sure, be have quoted a million times, but I'm sure whatever statement, if she hasn't already, Oprah Winfrey uh, oh, yeah. will have quite the statement, was totally influenced beyond and moved beyond by Tina Turner. And I did see what Mariah Carey wrote, um, and again, just gushing, glowing words about the importance of uh, Tina Turner, so I can only imagine what everybody else will, will be saying over the, the next few days. And and I hope too. I don't. I know she's a very private person, but I hope at some juncture, um, they do have some sort of public memorial so that her fans ah. can. Because like I'm still sad that they never did that for George. You know, for George Michael. I think there's still many of us that would have loved to have seen even us. You know, who don't live over in England, who have had some sort of um, closure, a closure, and some sort of thing that we could have watched, even if it was like a YouTube thing or whatever, just to have a, a say goodbye to George. And so I, I hope they do something for Tina's fans. Well, um, I pulled an atom here and pulled something out uh, from the internet. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, and Oprah posted on her Instagram account that, uh, and actually, Kel, just like five minutes ago, okay, as per you know our conversation at this time, mm-hmm. she wrote, "I had the chance to join Tina on stage during her wildest dreams tour and felt a glimpse of her enchanted world. I was so nervous that my knees were actually knocking together." Dancing on stage with her in Los Angeles was the most fun I ever remember having stepping out of my box. Tina lived out of the box and encouraged me and every woman to do the same. Perfect. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. May Tina Turner rest 
in rock and peace. She's probably dancing. No doubt. Yeah. Her and <laughs> Betty White having a dance about. <laughs> a dance off, maybe. Oh, what a great visual. Um, so we'll get to uh, the uh, next level of exhilaration uh, in just a little bit, Kel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought uh, maybe some trivia would be in order. Yes, yes. yes. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. <laughs> Uh, so this is an, under news and politics, Sharon, although I, yep. I feel like uh, normally we have trouble with this one, uh, but I Uh-oh. feel like you're going to get this one. Um, which island country transferred ownership from the UK to China in 1997? Island country transferred ownership from the UK to China. Oh, my God. You totally know this. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island. I don't or, know, honestly. <laughs> or, or Hong Kong. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's been a, a nice friendly deal that they arrived at with zero issue. And it's so all peaceful. Happiness. So, yeah. They're just so easygoing. Yeah. <laughs> um, our show oh, is probably geography. blocked in China. What do you figure? <laughs> um, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Who won? This is under the sport banner, the sport banner. Um <laughs> Who won the men's 100 meters at the 1996 Olympics? That was my dog guessing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess. Oh, oh uh, 1996. Uh, you want a hint? Carl. What's his last name? The American. No? No, a Canadian connection. Oh, okay. Uh, Donovan Bailey? Yes. Yes. Okay. Car- what's Carl's last name? Carl Lewis. Oh, there you go. And he had those it's fancy, not him, though. those fancy gold sho- shoes. Remember? Yes. Yeah. The uh, I love watching runners at the Olympics or anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I'll never be that fast. Uh, but that they they do their thing and they're like lightning bolts almost, yep. and then the slowdown takes almost as long as the actual race. Yeah. Because they're going so fast. Yeah. Uh, watching wow. Usain Bolt kick it is just. Was that a perfect name for a runner or what? Perfect. It's like he made it up. Yeah. Do you remember Maybe. remember Flo Jo? Yes. She was great too. She was amazing. She had didn't she have that half body suit or whatever it was? Like, yes. And then the she was the one with the fingernails, no? Like with all the fancy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I she remember also thinking at the time, had... like, how does she manage with like because I'm in karate and look, there's nothing going on because I got a punch, you know what I mean? So there's no fingernails. There's no nails. Well, she didn't have to punch anybody. But Kelly. she had to That's line why. up at the line. You know, you line up at the line. <laughs> I like that visual. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> could her also be that like... you're a keyboard player. Yeah. Her fingernails over the line. She could have got disqualified. Know what I mean? Like they, they could have. True. They could have been a hazard. Anyways. I think that she. Uh, I think she. You know, she handled it. Worked around it. It was yeah. a workaround. <laughs> Very nice. Well, um, so did you like miss both at a? Well, yes, I got none. Yeah, none. This is your first none in a while. I know. I failed the team. Yeah. Sorry. And I'm sorry about the sounds in the background. That's Shadow, my mm. bossy dog. Yeah. I feel like I should grab him and just let everybody see what sort of big <laughs> attitude I'm dealing with. Yeah. It's yeah. always the small ones that have the ad- attitude. Come here, you. Well, look. Yeah, he's got attitude. Come here, you little turkey. Here he is. Oh, he's so—he's yeah. a little shy. 
except when he's mouthing off. <laughs> and he's saying, give me the treat, lady, except I've given him a thousand. No, not a thousand. I'm not a bad dog owner, but he's bossy. Look how cute he is. He's the uh, speaker for his brother. Yeah. Who's yeah. sitting like a very good boy right here going, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm a very good boy. <laughs> Look at him and being all like, na- like angelic, like, right? He, he was like a keyboard warrior and now mm-hmm. he's all silent. <laughs> yeah, nothing. And if you listen closely. Is he purring? He sort of whimpers. Oh, he whimpers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he does that at night too. Like, uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> And he's not even old yet. He shouldn't be making those noises just yet. Uh, No, exactly. And now that you're a dog owner, Kel, I know that you do the same thing probably with you apply a voice to your dog. Mm -hmm. Right? And and like language. Well, then they're thinking this, like as if I know what they're thinking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Yeah. He's bossy, but he's very Does he see himself in the screen right now? Because he looks like he's having a... I think he might. Yeah. Um, I do a little, I brush their teeth every day and, mm-hmm. and fluff them up and stuff. And at the end of it, I'll, I'll say, you ready to see how handsome you are? <laughs> and then I pick them up and I show them in, in the mirror and Shadow's always like, look at yeah, me. I think I might be good looking. <laughs> <laughs> For oh, all of our audio listeners, please make sure you watch this episode on the YouTube channel because you'll enjoy. <laughs> yep. 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 There's a, uh, we, we up, uh, up leveled the cuteness. Yeah, before you move on to next topic, uh, just quick. Uh, so Rosie Bear is our one of our huskies. And yep. um, when we go walking her, if we happen to be anywhere near a strip mall, and there's a few kind of areas where that might happen for us, and she mm-hmm. catches her reflection in the mirror, she goes straight for it. So we always say that she has like a huge ego because she wants to yeah. look green. But I think she thinks it's another dog, you know, at For first. sure. But it's super funny because right away she's like, oh, look at that. And then she like heads over <laughs> to look at herself. And the other two don't do it at all, but she always heads for the mirror. So Interesting, eh? Yep. Super it, funny. Mm-hmm. It's such a great thing to to have access to, having a dog and yeah. watching that show, whatever yeah. they're doing. Look what they're doing. Yeah. What do you think they're thinking? Yeah. Like we, we have a lot of those conversations. Do you oh, think yeah. they're watching the game? Like yeah. we'll watch baseball or watch whatever show and look, they're watching. Yeah, I often say to Elaine, because, like, we'll have whole conversations about them. And then, like, you know, while they're milling about or whatever or just lying down, and I'm like, they must think we're idiots. Like, I often say that. I'm like, they must think we're complete idiots having these in-depth discussions about their thought process and, like, what they've done today and, like, what they might yeah. do later. So Yeah, well, you got you have to have those. You yeah. have to have all the detailed conversations about what yeah. they do. And I, I, like, I've totally turned into, like, husky mom. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Aw, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I'm happy for you, Kel. Thanks. I love them so much. Yep. Now, my happiness for you also extends into uh, the road trip that we talked about that has come uh, and happened for you. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you the exciting news, which I saved for the show, so you don't even know this part yet? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so what is, is it? For everyone who's listening and for everyone who's watching, Sharon doesn't know this yet. And usually Sharon and I have a brief discussion before the show uh, just to let her know what's going on. And same for me. Um, but uh, so show for me was on a Tuesday in Toronto, which is a five and a half hour drive for me yeah. um, to get there. And so um, on Sunday, uh, Kelly decided that she should um, subconsciously get the stomach flu or a 24 hour bug or whatever you want to call it. Oh, no. Yeah, so that happened, um, like, Saturday, sun, like, Sunday, like, during the day, I was fine. I I went out uh, mowing the lawn, like, the whole thing. 
And uh, then I was editing an interview that I was doing for the Kelly Alexander show. And then, like, I started to feel, like, not great by, like, 8-ish p.m. And I was like, I'm like, you probably didn't eat. I thought maybe I hadn't eaten proper supper kind of thing. So I was like, maybe that's what it is. So anyways, uh, went to bed. And then 12.05 a.m., not great. And then that's when it started. So I was awake the entire night of, like, Monday morning. Oh, no. And then uh, disaster stopped probably by, like, 5 or 6-ish a.m., but then uh-huh. felt like garbage the entire day, like garbage the entire day. And I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to be five hours in a car, <laughs> like, oh to make gosh. this trip. <laughs> and so it was touch and go, Sharon. Um, and then I just like, I, and even like Monday night, like it was, I was just like, not good. My stomach still felt gross, like just not good. And then I told like better half Elaine, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. And then I woke up Tuesday and I was kind of weak, you know, cause I hadn't eaten and like the whole thing. And, yeah. uh, but I'm like, I'll give it an hour and I'll see. And so we like gave it an hour. I had some stuff to do. Uh, and then we we're just like, okay, we'll try. So off we headed with soda crackers <laughs> for oh the five gosh. and a half hour drive. And um, I actually did pretty well for most of the drive. And then as we were coming into Toronto, um, I started not feeling like sick again, but not just like not great. Yeah. And so for the whole concert, I felt not great. But Aww. I powered through <laughs> because I and so I wasn't dancing like I normally do. I normally like sing all the songs and like all that stuff. Uh, but I knew, like, too much movement would probably not be great for me. Oh, um, no. And you guys are the first knowing this because everybody who uh, was, like, following me on social media, because I, I did do a little vlog thing. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to be a Debbie Downer saying, like, hey, I'm getting over, like, a virus or whatever. So I just <laughs> powered through. And uh, uh, and I was in fourth row. And the seat ended wow. up actually being really great because I even though I was fourth row, it was still very close and mm-hmm. Janet absolutely – I think it's one of the best Janet concerts I've ever seen. And that's saying a lot because she's, you know, 57 and she was doing amazing at, like, 37, but she's still doing amazing. And what I love about this is, like, she just rolled out the hits, like, rolled out the hits. But then in <laughs> the hits, she would, like, sprinkle in, like, an album track that she's never done live before or, Whoa. like, a, or an album track she hasn't, like, done in, like, 20 years before. Like – and even sometimes, like, she – and then she, like her, – her musical director is sick, and his name is Daniel Jones, and he is also – or he has worked with uh, Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. uh, before. And, like, for example, she has a song called um, Free Zone on her Velvet Rope album, okay. and they intersperse that with Throb, which is off her 94 album – or 93 album, the Janet album. And so mm-hmm. she was going between Throb and Free Zone – like for like a good, I don't know, 45 seconds to a minute. So you got a taste of both songs like interspersed. And it was just, and I know Sharon's not a big fan of remixes, but it wasn't a remix. It was like just this, like, I guess it was a remix, but it was just sick. It was so good. And the best part of the whole situation is Janet was having fun. Like Janet was having fun on stage. She just looked like she was really taking in the crowd um, and just enjoying herself. And it's not that she hasn't enjoyed herself in the past. Like, I've seen her enjoy herself, but I think she's just to a point now where she's like, I can enjoy this. Like, I've done a good thing with my career, and I love my fans beyond, and we're just going to have a party. And wow. uh, it was really great. Ludacris opened the show. 
He was Nuda. Nuda. And then guess what? <laughs> he popped out Vin Diesel. No. Vin Diesel came out, which was absolutely <laughs> amazing. I, I don't know if he was in Toronto for work. I'm assuming he was because Luda made sure to mention before he gave the surprise away. He's like, this person has not come out on any other tour date, is not coming out on any more tour dates, uh, but wanted to say hi. And then he rocks wow. out Vin Diesel. And then let me tell you, and just kind of like how we discussed last week or the week before about how when Busta Rhymes got all mushy for Janet. Yeah. Like big bad rapper guy. So Vin Diesel basically comes out as version of Busta, right? Like big guy, <laughs> all like muscly. He's got his rings on. He's all ready to go. And um, he starts talking about his friendship with Luda, obviously being the Fast and Furious franchise. And yeah. Fast X recently came out. It's number one in the, in the movie theaters. But then right near the end before he goes, he's like... And the big Vin Diesel voice is like, I love Janet. Like, (laughs) that's so cute. It was so good. And uh, Janet did like four costume changes, I think it was. Um, She just looks stunning. And her dancers were great. And her band was awesome. And I managed to uh, say hi to uh, Jill Zaday, who used to be her former backup vocalist. So she was cool. We've had her on the show. You can watch the interview. And uh, I saw her trainer, Tony Martinez, from far, And I did manage to say hello to Gil, who is her current uh, creative director. So, Wow. That was very cool. And, and How also, did you get to say way, hi to them? Where did you see them? Um, I bumped into Gil on the way out. I saw him milling about. And so I said hi. And then Jill um, was there to watch the show. It was great. She actually got backstage to see Janet. She hadn't seen Janet, I don't think, physically in a few years. Wow. Um, but she obviously is still friends with all of the team. So uh, she texted them, I guess, and they, they let her backstage to say hi. And so she actually has a picture with Janet. She, she put that on social media. And um, yeah, and then like I just saw like the, the trainer from the side of the wings. And I actually did message um, her DJ uh, active, DJ active. Uh, uh, but he was too busy to come out to say hi. But he did say hello, like via text. And he was happy I was there in person. So that was cool. And uh, just a great show. And by the way, if you've never been, Sharon, I don't know, but uh, Budweiser Stage in Toronto was actually a very good venue. Indoor, outdoor? Outdoor. So kind of like Saratoga Springs, like as we've discussed about. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it was really, um, I was lucky because my seats, like I said, were up close. So I was under the cover. But even if it hadn't, it was a a beautiful starry night. So it would have been amazing. And by the way, I turned around at one point uh, because Janet was singing one of her slow songs and she'd asked people to put up their phone lights and mm-hmm. over 16,000 people with their phone lights looking back at her. It was, Whoa. I actually have a video. I'll see if I can post it. I'm not sure if I can because the song would have been playing and I don't want any copyright problems. But yep. uh, just to see what she saw from her vantage point was amazing. And she also asked at one point, she started singing her Grammy nominated, sorry, not only Grammy nominated, it might be Grammy nominated, but it's definitely an Academy Award nominated song again. Mm-hmm. And the crowd sang it back to her. And she got emotional. Yeah, and she got emotional. That was cool. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm so happy for you. And oh my gosh, (laughs) I can't believe you got sick. Yeah. That's the worst, isn't it? And and for you to actually contemplate whether or not you'd be able to go is a, a. Obviously, an indication of how not well you were feeling. Yeah. Oh, my god. Yeah. Because I, I, even, like, my brother, uh, you know, the farm is crazy right now. And he was like, you need to not not come to work today. Like, because I was supposed to be working on the Monday. Oh, and, shoot. Uh, I And I just, I couldn't even, at one point, Sharon, I'm not even joking, I couldn't even stand up straight. Like, I couldn't oh. stand up straight because I just had such pain in my stomach. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I just said wow. to Elaine, I'm like, how is this happening? Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make the show. 
Oh, gosh. So just because, yeah, like being in a car for five and a half hours, right? Like uh, sans facilities, if if needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the power of Janet. So I'm actually, I feel like the universe made sure it happened like the day before. Because it, had it happened, had it have happened on the Monday, I would have never been able to make the trip. Like on the, oh. like, you know, had it happened later on in the day kind of thing. But uh, yeah, but that's how much I love the Janet. And so um, made wow. that trip. Yeah. And some people, too, I'll say this out loud. Some people have been messaging me saying, like, hey, like, I think this is her swan song. And, like, she, it's, like, her silent way of saying goodbye to concert touring. I really hope that's a load of garbage because, like, she's 57, as we talked about. She's dancing still like she's 27. She had no problem keeping up with her dancers. Um, I feel like Janet is, first of all, A, has too much love for performing and for her fans to quit already. Mm-hmm. And then B is, like... I don't even know if competitive is the right word, but like to me, it's like a competitive fighting spirit. Like, why would you sit down if you don't need to yet? Know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. And so I just don't think she's done. I just find like I can't. She loves her fans so much. Like she and she's born to perform. So I just can't believe uh, that this is her swan song. And I really hope it's not true because everyone's like, oh, it's like rumored that she's gonna stop touring. And it's like, oh God, stop. <laughs> I uh, we have discussed this uh, on the show before over the years. The idea that there's no actual need to retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you can just you can just do it. You know, just yep. stop if you want, take a little break, and yep. then have a return and call it a return. You don't have yep. to actually retire. Yeah, and Janet, you know? like you know, like I mean, obviously we we've just dealt with pandemic, so that was part of uh you know her length. But it was since 2018 was the last time, as we discussed on the show last week, since I've seen her in concert. Uh, she, like as we also discussed, she would have been back in 2020. But you know, there were like in between, like I think it was 2008 and 2011. That was a three year mm-hmm. break, and then from 2011 to 2015 or 2016, like there was like that four five year break. So she's. Not it's not uncommon for her to go away for several years and then come back. So even if she goes away for another three four years and then comes back, like it, it's just it's just her. She just goes away when she doesn't need to say stuff and then comes back when she wants to. So that that should be the that like that's what you get when you're an artist. Yeah, you don't have to be uh, confined by the rules of uh, another industry where you retire. Yeah, <laughs> you yep. know. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Brother. Yep. People and it, and also too, like I know uh, Aerosmith has obviously recently announced that they're doing their goodbye tour. Yeah. And I realize they're in their whatever seventies at this point, but again, I kind of just wish they would have just not said it was their goodbye tour because maybe in three years they'll be bored and want to go do it again. Nah, they've got twenty years on Janet, so she's <laughs> she's going to just keep on doing what she's yep. doing. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, one other thing I thought that we should at least touch on a little bit mm-hmm. was a pretty big event on uh, online a few days ago, which was the uh, Foo Fighters announcement of their new drummer, mm-hmm. which was done really well and yeah. really impressive. And and it was basically you we got to be a fly on the wall to see them uh, perform and the whole introduction of, uh, you know, they're standing around chatting, five of them. And uh, talking about like nothing, like sandwiches or you know guitar straps, whatever. And each they'd get a they'd get a knock on the door of the studio. The first one was uh, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So you're like, oh, I, I get the joke is like with each person that's visiting. Oh, they're the new drummer. No, Chad Smith was uh, saying that someone's car was blocking, uh, parked <laughs> him in. Uh, then it was uh, who was the next one? Why am I blanking? Oh, Tommy Lee. Oh yeah. 
He brought the uh, P.F. Chang's food delivery for them. Uh, and then a guy named uh, Danny Carey from Tool. Okay. Drummer, excellent drummer. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I got your uh, poodles groomed. And he had two poodles with him. <laughs> Anyways, then they're all chatting about whatever. And you hear like, excuse me, can we just play some songs? And it was Josh Freese sitting at the drum kit getting ready to go. So they launched into it. They talked throughout the whole thing. It was so respectful of the fans' curiosity uh, as to where the band was going from here that I felt like, oh, this is why I love them so much. Yep. Uh, and uh, Josh Fries has uh, great timing as a drummer, a great list of experience. He's been drumming professionally since he was 12. Yeah. He worked at Disney, which is also yeah. very impressive. His story is cool, but uh, his commitment to music is amazing. And the new stuff that the Foo Fighters are releasing is just so vintage Foo Fighters that it just sounds great. It's yeah. big and punchy and it's all the elements of the band that you like. And what they did at the end of um, of this uh, video experience, mm-hmm. this not really interactive, but we were there, Yeah, uh, was that they played a song. The last song they played was uh, a song called Aurora, which hap- excuse me, happens to be um, uh, Taylor Hawkins' favorite Foo Fighters Aww. song. So, And Amazing. that goes back to like... Uh, there's nothing left to lose album, which was the first one that he was on. So really cool, uh, really classy, and uh, and for this Foo Fighter fan, it felt like it it felt like like we were heard, you know, yeah. and and totally considered. And again, we talked about this before about how we want some kind of closure, or we want some kind of inclusion on on things like this. And it's not like we're not entitled to it, mm-hmm. but I think it speaks to the artist and their output and the connection that they make with the fans that that we think we deserve it. <laughs> and not in an entitled way, just like it's sort of like, please mm-hmm. kind of way, you know, like give it to us. Mm-hmm. We really want it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was really, uh, it was validating and it felt good. Amazing. Very happy for you, Sharon, that your uh, your band has a, a new form and is moving forward. And obviously with Taylor always in mind, but this is great. Oh, yeah. And uh, Chris Shiflett, who's uh, one of the guitar players in the Foo Fighters, uh, he has a little hawk decal on at least one of his guitars, but on the pick guard of the guitar he was playing in that. Cool. So that was nice, too. Amazing. Yeah, so I you know, how about one less uh one little wrap up of a dip into one of our favorite years and our favorite decade, Kel. We'll do a nineties rewind. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's nineteen ninety four for today. And uh I I just picked a highlight reel of big names. Great. Ready for it? Yeah. I'll start with Prince, Kel, the most <laughs> beautiful girl in the world. Remember so that good. song? Oh, so good. It's like vintage Prince. Isn't it? I envision Prince word? like Isn't that the one where Dominique Dawes is in the video? Could be. I think so. Could be. I don't remember. But you know her, right? The Olympic gymnast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But to me, to think of Prince as a songwriter and what we've learned, you know, over the years is that he just never stopped writing songs. And to think of the ones that haven't seen the light of day, I'm, I'm, I'm like, that kind of blows my mind. But this was like a... This is at the level of, you know, diamonds and pearls for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you mean the world to me. How about Tony Braxton? We haven't dropped that name in a while. TB. Not <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, of course, Aaliyah with Back and Forth. Such a great single. Oh, my gosh. Such a great single. What, 
Wasn't that the first one? Isn't that that was the, yeah? The, to me, that's the one that I know. Like that to me, that's her first single. I don't know if there was another one, but that's the one that introduced the, her to my world. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had it on a cassette of uh, songs that I would listen to on my way home from my first job in radio, uh, which was an overnight job, and I did not have a car, so I would uh, take the bus down to start work at midnight, and then I'd take the the bus home at like I'd get to it at like six thirty in the morning. And I needed I needed the music to keep me awake, yeah. so I didn't fall asleep on the bus. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Leah was on that as, along with the next uh, artist, actually, which is Tevin Campbell. Oh yeah, and I'm ready. TC, that's a t- after TB. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's uh, that's for that song for me. Like, if <laughs> you know, remember on um, uh, South Park where Cartman Kent. He has to hear all of Come Say Away by Sticks. He can, he has to sing it. <laughs> I didn't he can't just hear a bit. He has to sing the whole thing. <laughs> That's what I'm ready is like. Like, if I hear it, I'm not going to stop singing it throughout <laughs> the day. So either go all in or stop it now. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> and to wrap it up, uh, I swear, Kel, by the moon and the stars and the sky... I'll be there. All for one. All for one. And I swear, who was the band that covered it? A country band. Oh, oh God. They had another, they, they had an equally oh, was big it, it hit with Florida that song. It wasn't Georgia Line, was it? No, it was earlier than them. Okay. Bah, sorry I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> bah. Maybe Rachel Anyways, or, or Shane know. They probably do know. And if Adam were here, he'd be zipping through the internet yeah. finding it. I've got one hand on a dog and the other hand... Giving a high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and that's your 90s rewind, Kel. Very nice. And uh, just a, a listener question this week is actually just for me. Um, Sharon, if, if, <laughs> if you, because I, I I think in my sleep deprivation, uh, I did not check our, our socials, but um, if you were at a Janet concert, what song would you like, would be your jam for her to perform for you? Like, as a Oof. finale. Uh... Because of what it means to me, I think uh, together again. Well, you'd be happy because she performed that three times during the show. Three times? Yeah, it was amazing. I've never seen her do it. So she started out with one version, which was like a really cool remix back in like 98. And then she did like this down tempo version uh, that she had also 98. And then, uh, yeah, finished with the regular LP version, which was obviously off the album in 97. So did she do uh, Pleasure Principle? She did sections of it, yeah. Oh, I love I, that song. I can't. It's so funny because, as you know, like, like Janet's catalog is forever seared into my brain. But when I was going through the show, like, and and when watching it in real time, like, she just has so many hits. Like, it's yeah, it's just oh, there's that one too, and oh, I forgot about not that you forget about it, but there's just so many, and you're like, oh yeah, there's that one, and and you yeah. should have seen too, like, she yeah, like she even whipped out. There's a song on the Rhythm Nation album called Lonely, and she just did like like a sec but you're just like oh my god it's there too it was just and it's a great she, acknowledgement she, when she's just dropping bits in that's like here yeah. let's, and let's like just fit as much fives, in as possible high fives to the band like for just doing such a great they're just so good like they've been with her for a while this specific group of, of guys and they just phenomenal and by the way i know there's always been uh not always i think with pop acts there's concern like they lip sync but she's singing she's singing and you can hear the breath and you can hear her do her thing and like and just hearing her hit her notes on like again and you know like some of the other high songs that she's got like she it's so like 
gave me goosebumps. Like just, and I'm not gonna, and I wasn't even gonna say this, but I'll say it just because who cares? Um, near the end of the concert, I did get a little misty eyed because oh, I can imagine. Yeah, just because, like, she's just. I'm just so happy that she brings so much joy to so many people. Hmm. Yeah, and I think for me, and I know this is like, a, 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 well, I'm happy to say this out loud. Um, I hope heaven, heaven is a Janet Jackson concert on repeat, because that would be, that would be amazing. That would be pleasant. Yeah, yeah. If not extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Because I just like when I was there, I was just like, if this is like what heaven could be on repeat, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that's a solid wish to end on. At least we know that uh, heaven has one. Uh, one queen of rock that has uh, made her way up to at least pave the way for the rest of us to carry on. Mm-hmm. Kel? Yep. Great seeing you. Yeah, I'm, happy seeing that you, you too. I'm happy that you made it to your show. About four <laughs> pounds lighter, so that's great. <laughs> that's a lot of information, Kel. <laughs> but that's what happens when you don't eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um... Thank you, everybody, for being a part of the show today. Again, Adam uh, wasn't here uh, in picture, yeah, <laughs> but he is here in actual technical spirit. So thank you, Adam, very much. And uh, wherever it is that you find us, thank you for doing it. We appreciate that you listen to 90s Now. Still happening.